Everything's Coming Up Knitting. It's episode 30. I'm Kate. I'm Tammy, and this is Knit Together. Yay, we're back. We're back. <laughs> it, it feels like we've been gone for a long time, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, but I don't think it's been too long. It's been a couple weeks, maybe. I think, I well, think the, the last episode was the Italy recordings, right? That's the last. So it's like you and I haven't really talked a lot. <laughs> I know. You'd think we would talk more. I know. You're too busy. You need to stop that. You work from home. You're supposed to be available whenever I need you. <laughs> uh, I am available whenever you need me. I really am. I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just don't respond to my tweets or my emails. <laughs> Hours later, you'll be slow. like, oh, yeah, did you need something? <laughs> <laughs> just slow in the uptake. You'd think with this phone around, I'd have a little more access to that sort of thing. but I know. I thought that was the plan. Yeah, I just need to yeah. – what happens is I, I look at it, and if I'm driving or something, I forget – I don't respond right away because, you know, I'm driving. I do that, too. So, and then I, and then I like, leave it in my purse at work. And so, like, if, if you're instant messaging me on the BlackBerry, oh, I yeah. don't get it until, like, way later. Like, uh, you mean, like, today when I sent you a message around, like, noon, and I didn't ever yeah. hear back from you? Yeah, that was it. Although, okay, here's the weird thing. Okay, sorry for the, we're like thread jacking our own podcast. Um, but maybe this will be interesting to someone who has Blackberry. You, you've got a new phone, right? Um, it's not necessarily like a or, new phone. It's just kind of a, a warranty replacement. So yeah. Okay, well you did something. You, yeah. It's a new one. Because I had to like add you again on my list. Yeah. It still shows pending. Do you have to like go in and accept it on your end? Because I accepted you, but I don't think you accepted me. <laughs> I did, but I think if you just delete the pending, it'll be fine. Okay. I just didn't want to delete you, and then you were gone for good. Yeah, if if that happens, you can just add me back, and I'll get the request to put you back in, you know. Okay. All right. So, you heard yeah, it here. So. I'm going to delete Kate. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. So, if you don't have oh. a BlackBerry, let me just also thread Jack to say, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, BlackBerry has their own proprietary messenger so that you don't have to use text. You can just use your BlackBerry service, and it's a little bit faster, and it's threaded conversation just like an instant message on, like, Google Talk or Yahoo uh, Messenger or something like that. And so, if for some crazy reason you don't have unlimited text, then it doesn't use text. Right. And you can send pictures through it and other files without, you know, going, using somebody's text or MMS. You know. It's it's way cool. It's way cool. I wonder how many people who are listening are going, MMS, what is that? <laughs> MMS. Anybody who has an iPhone would probably say that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> My little pocket iPhone. <coughs> there you I go. Heard, I heard that their new um, the new up software for iPhone is going to include MMS um, as part of the software package so people can actually send those. But um, knowing AT&T, I bet it's going to be expensive, so. Yeah, probably so. So anyway. Probably so. Right. So, knitting. We knit, right? Talk about knitting, yes. I've been knitting. Hey, we do that. Have you been so, knitting? So you go first. What's up? Okay. What are you, well, what are you working on Well, I besides told you Blizzard that, Ridge? Yeah. I told you like 15 episodes ago. <laughs> no, not quite that far ago, but a long time ago that I was making these end paper mitts for a friend of mine who lives in Minnesota who, 
you know, she's basically said, you know, would you please knit these for me? And I was like, yeah, you know, sure, whatever. I am having the worst trouble with them. For one, I have the first one done except for the thumb. I have to go back and do the thumb on it. Um, fine and good, not a big deal. But I also cast on for the second one and did the ribbing, and now I'm just, like, stuck. I'm just not stuck. I'm just not interested in it at all. No and, motivation. Yeah, and I think it's because um, – it's not TV knitting for me because I have to watch what I'm doing. I have to watch my right. hands. And it's not knitting group for me either because whenever I go to knit together and I sit there and I talk the whole time, I have to frog half the stuff I just did, which makes it <laughs> equally annoying. And um, I kind of, and you know, I'm going to say this, and you're going to be like, what? And I'm going to be, you know, I blame it on the magic loop a little bit. I know. I know. I'm shocked. Magic loop. It should be magical. But because I'm doing Fair Isle, what happens yeah. is I knit across one side, and then I go, and then I move my little magic ruler up, my magnetic ruler up, and I'm like, okay, I finished that row. Go up one. So I turn it over, and I'm not done with the round. I'm only halfway done with the round. So see my point? I'm doing like one – I'm doing the chart on the first side of the round. and yeah. then. Instead of turning it over and doing the chart again, like I'm supposed to, I get to talking and I go ahead and do the next row when it's not a new row, it's just a new... It's just I don't show. think you can blame that on Magic Loop, because if you were doing, like, two circs or DPNs, I mean, like, you could do, like, three needles on the DPNs and then, like, start over and be off. Yeah, I guess you still have to pay attention to when you're back at the beginning of your round. You but... still have to pay attention to the pattern. That's well, all there is to it. No, and I've heard a lot of people talking lately about how paying attention to the pattern is causing <laughs> that, that would be me and Tabitha that I'm aware of. <laughs> Somebody else was telling me that too. Oh, maybe it was Margie because she was having trouble. And, you know, she wasn't. She was reading up to the point that she thought she needed, you know, and not reading the rest of the paragraph, which included. Ooh, been there, done that. We all have. And so, um, so uh, along with that, um, but she emailed me, and she's like, hey, how are those coming along? And I'm like, Ugh. so I'm going to have to get on it. I'm going to have to finish it, and um, I'm going to love it. So <laughs> then <laughs> I have the same problem with my socks that I have on the needle, which are the charade pattern, and I'm doing them um, two at a time, toe up, and I'm following the pattern. It looks like it's going to be stretchy, but it's not stretchy at all. And um, I'm just not feeling it. I'm I'm thinking I would even frog them at this point to do something wow. else. But I'm already, like, almost to the heel. I'm, like, you know, maybe, like, half an inch away from turning the heel. So um, I just don't love them. And I've had them in my purse with some other stuff. And every time I go to pull them out, I pull the needle out of them. So then I have to spend half my time getting them back on the needles again. And, yeah. And I never feel like knitting on them. I just I just wonder if I'm just not a sock knitter, you know? <laughs> I don't That's know. That's so sad. It is sad, isn't it? Everybody loves to knit socks, you know? I and you, you can't not be a sock knitter because I have lots of sock stuff to talk about. <laughs> I know. It was like, we're going to start talking about uh, a certain particular 
uh, interview of a, of a certain particular sock knitter here in a minute, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe I just lost my mojo on them for some reason. That happened to me. Yeah. That's I've, I've had the worst trouble with the um, Uptown boot socks. Because uh-huh. <clears throat> I keep getting off. It's a really easy pattern. But, you know, I lay them down, and I don't make a note of where I'm at, and I look at it and go, oh, I think I'm here. And so, you know, it's like we just try and and figure it out and read it, and it's like it's kind of, I don't know, for me it's kind of a hard pattern to read, like on the knitting, not the pattern itself. And so it's off a little bit. And I was working on them last night. Well, I took them to the spring fling because I thought, oh, I'll get the second one done. After I found the one that I'd lost, told you all about that, right? Did we talk about that? (laughs) Yeah, I, think I can't. I, sorry, I can't remember if we talked about it on the podcast, and then you know. So if if I didn't, and you want to know um, what I'm talking about when I lost the sock and found it, then you know, send me an email or comment or something, and I'll tell you the story. Um, that I don't want to go into now. Anyway, so I messed it up. I ripped it back. I started a plain sock up there, and um, you know, threw those in my bag. And it's like, okay, I need to get those done because I'm not even to the heel yet on the second sock. And I'm just, it's like, you know, I'm not motivated. And it's like I was so in love them, with them when I started, and now I'm just sick of them. And so last night at Knit Together, um, we had a new person, and she was looking at them like, oh, this is so cool. I'll never be able to do this. Like, oh, yeah, you will. I've taught everybody here how to knit socks. <laughs> you know, and so it's, it'll be fine. You can do it. No worries. And my sister picks up the finished one. And she, like, immediately sticks her foot up and tries it on. And she goes, these fit me perfectly. And I said, well, they might be in your Christmas present then. You know, so I'm thinking, good, I'm not in love with them anymore. Now I can finish them and have a Christmas present done. Yeah. Because actually the one I finished was a little bit tight on me. And I was like, eh, you know. So actually if it fits her, then I'll just make the second one and give them to her and I'll do something else that I love. Good. Well, that's good. Well, the sock mojo, I hope it comes back. I'm kind of thinking maybe I just need to do a couple DPNs um, and just to give it a change or something, you know, just kind of knit a few on DPNs, but I'm not sure if that'll You know what you need to do. What? You need to, um, we talked about it last time, Cookie's book, Sock Innovation. Because those are all cuffed down, Mm -hmm. and I think she knits with DPNs, and... You know, I mean, because I've looked at that, I'm thinking, oh, you know, as much as I love Magic Loop, I, I do want to, like, do some of her cuffed down, you know, um, socks and, and switch over to DPNs because I'm kind of itching to get um, some of the signature needles DPNs. They have DPNs out now. Did you know that? I did not know that. They're way cool. They're really? expensive, yeah, but they're but... way cool. There were there were a few people at the fling who had them, and I was just like, ooh, that could almost make me go back to DPNs for, for, you know, a, a part of the time. Yeah. Well, I was listening to um, the Nitpicks podcast, and she interviewed Cookie. Um, yeah, I haven't listened to that one yet. You'll really like it, because she talks a lot about the book and how she likes to knit and different things, too, and... Um, and I had been kind of eyeballing. They were having a Mother's Day sale, and I was like, oh, you know, you can buy the whole set of Nitpicks um, DPNs, the Harmony ones. Right. They're, like they're normally like $40, but right now they're, they have a, a good sale on them. So it was kind of like, oh, but, you know, I, I also look in my knitting um, 
thing over here and I have all these other DPNs that I never use. Of course, they're not sock sizes. They're like, you know, sizes four and up. So um, I don't know. I hesitate to buy, you know, to buy some, you know. So anyway, kind of a weird thing. I have the Harmony DPNs, actually. And what do you think of them? They're okay. Are they sock sizes? Like, yeah. Hmm. Yes, I got the small ones. I've heard a lot of people still like the old nickel ones, the nickel-plated ones. They still like those. I think that's why I would like the signature needles, Mm -hmm. because they're slicker. But I'm liking... Well, actually, I'm still using the Bryceman needles on the Naughty gloves. Um, when did I use the Harmonies on recently? Oh, the the mini Christmas ornaments. That's oh. what I broke broke out the Harmonies for. There you go. Because I was like, I know I did DPNs like fairly recently. Okay, it was like Christmas, but you know that's recent. Well, yeah, that's really recent. It's not that far along. I mean, it feels really like recent. it was yesterday. Well, other than all of that stuff and my not knitting my socks. Um, I finished a little shrug type thing. Um, yeah, you yeah. picked that out in like a day. Yeah, it was really easy knit, really fast. And I used that comfy that you gave me that was left over from your Hey Teach. Which oh, you have seriously? To, yeah, because uh, you had two balls left, and so that's how much it took. And um, it's a little big on me, but it's really nice to put over, you know, like a plain T-shirt. Kind of dress it up a little bit. I don't know. Kind of... Just a little something. I, okay. I, I would yeah. just like to say on behalf of, you know, our listeners, when you say that, oh, I made a shrug in a day out of two leftover balls of comfy and it was too big on me, that, yeah, we all pretty much don't like you right now. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a shrug. It's right. like, you know, a half cardigan. It's not, you know, it's like short sleeves. It's actually almost no sleeves, really. And, okay. Uh, well, I so, have to give you a hard time. Yeah. I, uh, I've i only worn it once, and I didn't take a picture of myself wearing it for whatever reason, so I'll have to go back and do that again. Um, I have been working on my Lizard Ridge blanket. I know. Kicking them, out in, kicking them out in January. I put them down, hadn't touched it, picked it back up, kicked out about six more squares, and I was like, holy cow, I'm almost done. You know, I'm almost done with this blanket. So, yeah, once you get to that far, then you're like, okay, must keep going. Yeah, and I keep arra- taking them out and arranging them on my bed, like, you know, <laughs> like suddenly another one's going to appear and I'm going to be even further done than I thought, but that hasn't happened yet. You need yet. to, like, pin numbers on them and then so you know the order that you want them to be. Well, I have a question you- about that. I have one block that's like that sand block. Do you remember which one I'm talking about? It's like... Yes, yes light-colored, it's very tan, and it has lighter, light tan. It's very, very tan. Everything else is, like, dark or colorful. and have. I love color. that block. <laughs> it's really a pretty block. It really is. But it's really, really bright and white in the middle of all these other multicolored blocks that I have. Yeah. So my, my question is, when I have one block like that, and none of my others are going to be like that because I've already ordered the rest of the yarn. None of them are as light-colored as that one is. And okay. it's going to be, it's going to maybe be weird if I put it in the middle. So should I put it, like, on a bottom corner, top corner, you know, what's the placement idea of this thing? What do you think? Have you repeated colors? 
I know you've done a lot of the mismatch. Yeah, it, actually, I haven't done, I haven't repeated very many colors because uh, even though I had two balls of the same color, um, I knit, I used it on one square, and then what I had the leftovers of, I made another square with it and part of that other ball. So okay. basically, I only have one ball that's made entirely, or one square made entirely of one colorway, whereas everything else is kind of pieced together. Okay. I mean, I have some others, but I never use, like, the same ball to make two squares identical. So the only thing, I would I would hesitate just for the, the sake that it's light-colored. I probably wouldn't put it on a corner or an outside edge. I'd put it in a row just because I'm thinking, like, if it drags the ground yeah. with because you have small children um, and dogs. That, you know, I mean, if, if if it, like, you know, you had draped on the sofa and, like, that was on the ground and somebody spills, you know, something and, you know, if it's on the outside edge, then it might be more likely to get dirty and with it being the lighter color. Um, that's, that's the only thing I'm thinking of. I mean, color-wise, you know, I mean, yeah, you probably don't want to just, like, put it smack dab in the middle, but if you have, like, another one that's, like, even just, I mean, kind of a lighter shade, like if it's the lighter pinks or the light blues or something, if you can kind of, like, balance them, you know, like where they're opposites. That's what I tried to do, but I had, I had repeated colorways. So, like, I, I, like, put, I decided on my corners and then, like, on the top row, like the first one in, so it would be the second square, in would be on, from the left on the bottom would be the second one from the right. Mm-hmm. So and then I kind of built them around that away. I see. Hmm. Well, that's really interesting because I hadn't really thought about you know having the lighter square close to the edge would mean it would get more wear and tear on it. And um, I've kind of you know I kind of been placing them around, just trying to get it to look right and. I don't know, I was like, well, maybe I just need all the squares before I can finish, you know, before I can decide where they're going to go. So, I don't know. So, anyway, I've got some more yarn on order, and um, I probably need about four more balls to finish, if that, and um, then I'll be done. And then I have some wonderful Cascade 220 to do the border with. Yay! I know. I really wanted to finish it by the time that um, you and I get to spend the night together. But yeah. Because I thought, well, that'd be a kind of a cool seeming party, or at least, you know, I can sit there and work on it while we're talking or something, you know. <laughs> All spread out while everybody else is knitting around me. And uh, I thought that would be kind of fun to have it finished that weekend. And, you know, yeah. everybody gets to be a part of it that way, so... Yeah, I have to, you have to remind me to bring mine so that we can, you know, have pictures with our matching blankets. That would be great. That's a good idea. And then I was kind of smacking myself in the head because I saw some other brilliant lady who, instead of knitting squares, she knitted, basically she just knit long strips. So, you know, instead of just doing the square, she just picked up another ball of yarn and went all the way down. She said it was hard to do the colors that way to make them look Mm -hmm. nice together, but that... Yeah, that's that's the thing. I thought about that, but then I was like, well, I don't know how I want the colors to match up, you know, until it's 
done. So I just I, I couldn't think that far ahead. Well, and I think that the other thing is that it's not you can't travel with it once you get past a certain point. And um, I know That's that true. for both of us, we've been carrying them around as our go-to knitting item. You know, so you know that I did. So there you go. Well, all right. Enough of me. We've been talking enough about of you forever. <laughs> um, how was the spring fling? The loopy you had a spring Yay. fling in St. Louis, which isn't that far from us. And Tammy got to go to that. It's a weekend of fiber fun and flinging. And uh, I know that you brought back a huge stash of stuff, including oh my gosh, very special item. Yeah, I, I went crazy. Um, I went to the fling last year, and I was, you know, lucky enough to to be in the lottery this year, and it's like, okay, you know, gotta go. And so, um, I drove up by myself um, a week ago Thursday, and um, I met um, Carrie from 3 a.m. Um, the the bag 3 a.m. Enchantments, and she she does fabulous bags and stuff, and she lives up in Rolla. And she's actually teamed up with our friend Stacy from Tempted Yarns for the um, Tempted at 3 a.m. Um, sock club, which which I'm also in. And we were supposed to have lunch with um, Stacy and one of her gray ladies, um, but um, Stacy and Kay were running a little bit late. <laughs> so um, I had lunch with Carrie, and then we kind of just hung out and, and um, waited for them, and then they finally got there, and so we waited while they had lunch, and then we all kind of took off in our own cars, um, and drove on up there. But that was nice to have a little break. And then when we got up there, it was like, you know, it's like you walk into the hotel, it's like, you know, my people. <laughs> you know, it doesn't matter that they're strangers, you know, like some of them. I mean, there's other people, it's like they were there last year, and everyone's hugging on each other. And, you know, it's just so awesome to see everybody. And, um, you know, so the first night, um, you know, it was just kind of – Got into got the room and put your stuff up and grabbed a bite to eat. And then there was a dessert reception, and then the knitting lounge was open. And then Friday, then Friday and Saturday, there were, like, basically four blocks of time during the day. And so I had three classes scheduled and then my trip to the Leapy U for shopping um, scheduled. So those were my four blocks of time. And you don't have to take a class. Um, one class was included, and then if you wanted to take other classes, you paid extra for them. So I was... Um, you know, taking one class and going shopping and paying for two extra classes. And um, my shopping trip actually ended up being uh, my first segment. So Friday morning was my trip to the Loopy, to Loopy Central to um, go shopping. And I had to drive my car instead of um, taking the bus with everybody else because I had to pick up my spinning wheel. <laughs> so... I was afraid it wasn't going to go in the back seat, though, seriously. There was no way it was going to go in the trunk. Yeah. Um, I, I might have had to have taken it out of the box. And let's see. I shopped. I filled the bag. Um, I can't even remember now everything I got. Um, I guess everyone can check it out on your blog. Or, cause I yeah, talk- it's... Well, I didn't really put it all on my blog. I updated it on Ravelry. Um, <clears throat> I know I bought some fiber because of the wheel, obviously, and I think I got some yarn love and some scarlet fleece and um, maybe enchanted knoll. I'm not sure about that. Um, 
because I know I looked at it. It was on my wish list. I just can't remember if I got everything that was on my wish list. And I bought. Um, I, it was funny because you know, like my my colors, I gravitate towards the oranges, the the burnt orange, the brick reds, you know, the fall colors, the golds. And I was like, okay, everything in my stash is those colors. I need something different. So um, I kind of everything I got, with the exception of like two skeins, I think, was like blues and greens, and or, like together. So it was like an ocean feel. Or I got semi solids that were blue and then green. Um, because with with the new books that are coming out, with um, Cookie and Wendy's books that are out, the the semi solids, you know, the patterns are just going to pop with that versus you know the variegateds and and the hand painted. Um, and let's see, what else did I get that was exciting? <laughs> I can't even remember. Oh, even before I went up there, this was funny. Um, I forget what it was, but Robert was. Um, Oh, I do know what it was. Um, the Love Dare. You're familiar from Fireproof? Right there. Yeah. Okay. I was like, you're quiet. Um, the the Love Dare book. We we have that, and so we've kind of been going through it. And there's like one day where um, early on, and it's like you know, um, buy your partner a gift. And see, I actually started like a week ahead of him, so that we're not so we're staggered, so we're not doing the same you know thing each day because that makes it kind of weird. And yeah. so when it got to his time that he, he was going to buy me a gift, he was like, he goes, okay, I don't, I hope you don't think this is cheesy. He goes, but I was going to get you something, but then I've changed my mind. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and and he, I'm like, he goes, do you want to know what I was going to do? I said, it depends, <laughs> you know, was, was it good, you know? And he's like, well, I was going to make you like this emergency kit for the spring swing, you know, and, like, go get you some chocolate and, you know, Aww. some Diet Coke and lime and, you know, like, some extra, you know, some gum and, and stuff. And <clears throat> I said, okay, but you've decided not to do that? He goes, yeah. He goes, I was just thinking that maybe you'd like to go ahead and just order some yarn from somewhere. <laughs> I go, okay. And so, anyway, I placed – oops, I just bumped my headphone. I'm attached. Um I placed an order with Webbs um, right before I went to the spring fling because the Loopy U has been out of Malabrigo sock, like, oh. for forever. And Webbs still had it, so I got three skeins of Malabrigo sock <laughs> before I even got up there. So, yes, lots of stash enhancements um, over the last week. <clears throat> now, um, we can – one thing other than that um, – since we were talking about buying yarn, we wanted to mention that um, Webb is having their anniversary sale right now. Yes. Very hard for me <laughs> to not go out and buy a lot of things. I know, um, and this is the month that the Cascade 220 is on sale. I know. I was, like, looking at it going, I know I need some, but I don't know what I need it for. But, you know, at the same time. I know time, what I need it for, and I knew what color I wanted, and she didn't have enough skeins. Oh, uh, no. What were you? What did you need it for? The the heroin coat. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that sweater jacket. Yeah. Well, but not enough. I'm stuck on the pioneer. You know the. Uh, have you seen that nitties? Um, I think it was this summer, maybe spring. I don't uh, remember. Basically, like a uh, a shirt knitted in sock weight yarn, and it has like a really deep V neck. 
and it's meant for you to wear like another shirt underneath it. And yeah, really, I just yeah. pulled it up. That's cute. cute. Yeah, it's cute. And so I was kind of like toying around with that, you know, sock yarn to buy. And of course, um, Webs also has the Arcanya, Arcanya Ranko. Um, right. On sale, for, it's usually like $15, around $15. And now it's like uh, $7 or $8, something like that. So it's like, Have you knit with that before? That's what I used for my um, cable uh, laptop sleeve. Oh, okay. Yeah, and I really like how it's kind of solid, but, you know, semi-solid. Yeah, I forget what I made out of that, but I I didn't like how it knit up. You had you made some socks. They were monkeys. I made some socks, but I don't remember which ones they were. They were kind of a dark red color, I remember. Yeah, Because yeah. I had that yarn, and I had planned socks for it, but then I decided not to. But it has a lot of yardage, and I only need, like, maybe three balls. But then I was also leaning towards using tempted yarn. Because it would be really pretty with that, um, with the glam. Oh, the flame wave socks. Sorry. I had to look at my projects. I'm like, what did I do? Yeah, I like the way they look. I yeah. guess I do like them now. I don't think I like knitting with them. <laughs> yeah. But I like the way they turned out. They are okay. really small, Sorry. actually. The gauge is really small. Maybe that was it. So, anyway, yes, I spent lots of money. But um, to, to be fair, with the Loopy U, when you spend... $250, you get 10% back. So since I bought a very expensive spinning wheel, which is the Shack to Matchless Double Treadle, um, I had credits to my name. And then I also actually had a credit from, that had been building up, you know, that I got to. So um, I actually had like $125 of basically free money to wow. spend up there. That's awesome. Very so, good. And I've been saving, like, since we got back from Italy, like, because I knew this was coming because I just wanted to be able to kind of go crazy. So, And I bought um, all but two of Wendy's patterns, and I don't know how I missed the, the two that I missed. But I was checking them off my list, and I'm like, I, I saw these. I thought I got them. And it's like, nope. So now I still have to order them. Um, <laughs> anyway, it was it was fun. And then we had um, – I, I, I was supposed to take a class with um, Ann Hansen, who – um, you might the lace knitters might know as Knit Spot, mm-hmm. and um, she is is like the lace queen, I guess, um, or one of them, and very nice lady. And I was in the knitting lounge, and there was a, a lady there who'd been there last year, and she was kind of doing some informal spinning lessons, mm-hmm. and I kind of just got sucked up into it, and so like. You know, 20 minutes, after, I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm like, do I really need to go to this class? Because it was a beginning lace. And at lunch, other people were like, why are you taking the beginning lace? You don't need to go to beginning lace. I'm like, well, I didn't think I belonged in advanced. And they're like, no. And then people who had taken in the morning said, no, you've knit lace socks and stuff. You understand. It's like it really was the basic beginning, you know, like here's how you do a lifeline. And, um, you know, here's how basically how you read a chart. And, you know, if you have the yarn over, you know, you've got to have your corresponding, you know, decrease to keep the number of stitches the same. I'm like, okay, I can skip that. But she came looking for me. She came into the knitting lounge. She was like, is there a Tammy in here? And I'm like, oh, that's me. And she was, are you supposed to be in my class? I'm like, yes, but I'm skipping. I said, I'm so sorry. I hope I didn't hold you up. She's like, no, we were just getting worried. I'm like, okay, thanks. You know, but. 
that people in the class explained that I had just bought a wheel, and so, you know, and I talked to her later, and she was like, oh, no, I totally understand, and everything, but one of the things that one of one of the girls told me, uh, my friend Denise, I thought this was really cool, um, well, maybe I should save it for when we have a lace episode. I'll save it. Never mind. Okay. Um, so the next day, I had Cookie's class first, and then Wendy's class last, and Cookie's class was... Um, more on the how to design socks. It was the advanced design um, socks, like not using a stitch dictionary, really, but you know, kind of coming up with your own and how to to convert it. And then Wendy's approach is more of it's like cookies is technical, and Wendy's is like the maybe I hate to, I hesitate to say artistic because cookies very artistic, but the but the it's it's that element of it. You you know what I mean? Right, yeah. So the designing the inspiration. There you go. You know, maybe. Um so they were they were all really good and then we had um our like final get together and I did not win anything in a drawing and I was very sad but that was okay. Other okay. people did. Claudia was there, um, the Volmiza. Okay. And um I want to add her to our, our prayer request at the end because the Sunday that after we'd pretty much left, but her flight hadn't left, um, she got the call that her mother had passed away. Oh, no. So she had to, you know, of course she was headed home anyway, but, you know, she she wasn't there. So. Oh, that's so sad. Anyway, so we definitely want to keep Claudia and, and her family in our prayers. So while you were there, you got to do a wonderful interview with Wendy, right? Wendy Nitz? I Johnson. did. Wendy Johnson. Wendy Nitz. And we'll we'll have that in our, our next our segment. segment. Yeah. So if you guys want to stay with us, we will be right back, and you can hear from Wendy and Tammy. I know there is no turning back. Once my feet have left the ledge, I'm in the rush. I hear a voice telling me it's time to take the leap of faith. So here I go. Okay, well, hey, I this is Tammy, and I'm at the Spring Fling with the rock star Wendy Johnson <laughs> of the Knitting World. <laughs> Hello, Tammy. Hello, Wendy. How Thank are you, you for being so gracious. I'm lovely tonight. How are you? Yes, you are lovely. Oh, so sweet. I know. <laughs> I love Wendy. <laughs> no one on the podcast knows that, you know, because I never talk about you at all. I never talk about your fabulous, fabulous patterns. I never mention a book or anything like that. Yeah, you're like that. I know. I know. It's like I just, you know, don't have anything to do with you until the spring fling. Right. Absolutely. (laughs) So, got to say, love the hair. Thank you. Love the henna. Thank you. Beautiful, gorgeous. The cousin it hair. (laughs) Hey, I can do that hair. Yeah. Oh, I have my camera with me. I should (laughs) get a picture. Yes. This is... This is radio, not television. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. So I that know. was like totally lost on them. That's okay. But yes. believe me, she shook it her was hair a great visual joke. It was a Kodak moment yes, if I had was. had a camera with me. Mm-hmm. So anyway. And had I knit a pencil pouch, I could have been in drawing to win a camera. But, oh, uh, well. You know, time kind of got away from me and other stuff. So yeah, anyway. Too. Um, the book. Wendy has a book out, if you don't know about it. And it is called Socks from the Toe Up. 
It's beautiful. It's gorgeous. I love it. I bought three copies, one of which will go to a podcast listener that Wendy's autographed. So um, now I have to look at my list and see what I said. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> I know. It's like, I write notes. It's like, I'm a horrible interviewer. Um, but so you're entertaining. I try to be entertaining, which is what our podcast listeners like, you know, because I've heard some people tell me that I'm funny and um, I, frankly, I don't see it. But anyway, this is about you, not me. So <laughs> anyway, when I interviewed you last year, um, and I'm talking with my hands, which they can see. Yeah, of course. Um, you, you were kind of like breaking the news that the book was coming out in a year. So tell us a little, I mean, you know, process. How did, how did it happen? What, you know, what what happened from last year to this year and getting it out and, you know, just just. It was, the, it was the book fairies. The book fairies. Actually, last year at this time, I had pretty much finished all my work okay. on the book. Um, it, <clears throat> I had a couple of more passes of just proofreading and okay. a little bit of technical edit after seeing the the pages in layout. And um, but all the writing. The socks were done. The photo shoot had been done. The socks, which I saw in person and are stunning. Excuse me, you saw them in sock. Yes, I saw them in sock. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, fr- from this point forward last year, the work on, my, my part of the work on the book was pretty much done, and it was like, is it April yet? Is it April yet? That's we, we, yeah, I was asking, is it April yet last year when you right. said you had the book coming out? So, we first book Winnie Nets, Never Ending Adventures of, <laughs> in the with a preposition. Um, they approached you, right, to sort of to write the book. So yes, they wanted Pottercraft wanted a sock book, okay. and they contacted my agent, and I was conveniently going to Stitches East, and that That's was the convenient. year year before last when a couple of their editors were going to be there. So we made arrangements to hook up, and I brought some of my original sock designs to show them and we talked for a little while and then the uh, publishing fairy waved her magic wand <laughs> and, I, and I had a contract and I wrote the book. I love how it's all magical. It is magic, <laughs> it yes. It is magical. <laughs> and um, so, you know, breaking news again, there's another new book coming out. It's like deja vu all over again. It's, like, it's a rerun. We could just play last year's podcast. <laughs> That's right. Yes, there's another sock book coming out Yay. a year from now. And once again, my work on it is basically done, yes. and I'm just waiting until you know they they do the layout. And, and you I graciously showed me sneak preview photos. Don't tell them. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, <laughs> do we need to check that out? No. Cut it no. out? No, um, I, I did. And I touched the swatches. Yes, Tammy I did. swatches. Yeah, we, I took, gave her a very, very quick, brief view of a little sneak preview of what's going to be in it. I was snooping and stalking like I normally do well, when yeah. I'm around Wendy, so you know, well, it's, yeah. it's completely you know, all on me. So, okay, I always have to ask, do you have a favorite in this book? In your <laughs> yes, all of them. Yeah, that's that's a, like a mother's love. I know, <laughs> I know. I mean, I don't I don't play favorites among my children. Yeah, but there's there's one you enjoyed more than the other. Not really. Spinning yarn, no. I you know okay. I only use yarns that I love, and nice. I only do patterns that I love. So yes, I love all of them. Well, speaking of patterns. 
I got to sit in Wendy's advanced design class. <laughs> not sure how advanced I am. Um, well, I'm not sure how <laughs> advanced I am either. <laughs> but um, I really learned a lot. I really, I, I think some things kind of sunk in to me, so I appreciate that. Um, but when you're designing your patterns, then, um, and you may have kind of answered this in the class, but we'll just kind of repeat for the podcast because they don't know. But, like, how do you decide if you're going to put a pattern, you know, up for sale, send it to the loop you, or it's going to be a free one on your website, and if you if know, I take donated or you know if I take a motif directly from a stitch dictionary and just plop it onto a blank sock, that's a freebie. Okay. Um, if I work out something completely original, do it in multiple sizes, that's a pattern for sale. But sometimes. <coughs> I will confess I make a pattern a freebie because I'm too lazy to print out copies of it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it's a little And then I say something well, like... I appreciate that. Thank you very I, much. I, I say something, something like that. that. This is because, you know, I just want to be nice and give it to you guys. But the truth is, you heard it here first. It's because I'm lazy. <laughs> That's funny. So, if, if you, you've designed gazillion. You know, that's the technical number pattern. Right. You know... A, a lot. A lot. There's a I, lot. I think there are 30-some, like 31 maybe, at the Loopy mm-hmm. U. I might be wrong. It might be like 29. And somebody counted up. Um, 23 in the book. There's if 20, you count the three basics. Yeah. And on my website, there's, um, I think there's 22 free patterns. Is that just the socks or does that include That's your just socks. Okay. Yeah, and then I've another. done various and random sock clubs here and there. Right. So so that adds up to So did those ever make it out to the wild? Um <laughs> the one the the ones for the loopy you will. I did the one of the autumn ones um last year and I know after a certain amount of time Sherry will make them available for sale. Okay. Like and also the pattern I designed for the sprinkling last year is now available right. for sale at the Loopy U and so the one for the sprinkling this year at some okay. I think it's six months later she'll okay. release it for sale. Okay. And there's sure. a couple of other um I've done three Irish girls and that's available that's from, from their them. website, right? And Sanguine mm. Griffin has one of mine, right? And that's that's all I can think of right now. And then the um, Ivy League socks, which for right, a donation. That's, that's for a donation right. to um, Knitting Pearls, chair animal charity. Right. Okay. Right. So, right. Right. Well, you know, as you know, your premier junior stalker, I need to make sure you, I have you do know all these things. <laughs> I you know to, better than I, I, have I do. To, I have to have all the patterns. So I'm like, did I miss any, or there's some out there that I have to figure out my way to get a, my hands on them or what? So you know, anyway. I understand. Um, oh, okay. So with all the patterns, this is where I was going with this in the first place. With all the patterns that you've got out there, um, do you ever find yourself inadvertently repeating? I do. I do. I find myself, you know, I think, oh, this is so smart. I chart something up, and then I knit it, and it looks hauntingly familiar. <laughs> <laughs> that does happen from time to time. So how do you catch it? How do you know? Oh, as language? soon as I knit really it, I can see it. it. Okay. I can see it immediately. And sometimes I look at it and say, gee, that looks familiar. And I quickly go through the, my existing patterns, and if the chart is identical, okay. then I know. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good clue. Yeah. So, And you have... Um, a, a some sort of okay. I don't want to be like the stalker that scares you now. That go ahead. Um, no, but but no. You talked about this before that you have like a, a design file that like when you're searching for inspiration. I mean, you just go and you pull out 
something. Right. So I have I have a pending folder where I've got it's basically just charts. When I do when I think of something I'll chart it and okay. save it and stick it in the pending folder. So yes, and and when designs are thin on the ground and I'm not feeling very creative, I pull one of those out okay. and see if it'll work. So so your process is just, you know, if you're inspired you chart it, and then you put it away, and then right. you keep working on whatever right. you're working on. That's that's sometimes that that's my, you know, my fallback file. But sometimes, like if I'm doing a sock club, and I get the yarn, and something will occur to me immediately, and and hopefully that happens more often than not. And and but if not, I go through my pending file and look at something, and you know, just go through them and see is there something that matches with the yarn. So, you know, I've got got my little backlog and okay. So it's nice to have it's nice to have something to fall back on if you're feeling uncreative. Well, which which that's my problem. It's like I feel like the inspiration and trying to, you know, come up with the ideas is where I'm lacking. I mean, it's like I I think I can chart it. I think I can do that well, and you just, everything when you I'm trying to, to design. It's it, you have to get in a, a frame of mind yeah. of looking at things. Everything is a potential sock. Okay. I mean, every conversation you have. That's important to know. Well, I, I went out to dinner tonight, and something that somebody said made me think, oh, I have a great idea <coughs> for a sock. So when I get home, I'll chart it and see if it works. Well, I'm still waiting for you to to design the stalker socks in honor of me. Okay, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> so, okay, so um, is this the first time you didn't really do like a book tour or anything with your first book? So, I did. Did you? Okay. I did. I did. Before a I knew I you. did. Yeah. That was before I was a knitter. Before you were a stalker. Yes. I did do a, a small yeah. tour okay. with the first one. But you've got some stuff lined up. You're going to be at um, Swack, Sealed with a Kiss, and in three Guthrie weeks. In three weeks, Guthrie, Oklahoma. Right. Um, with um, Stacy Tempted, who's also been on the podcast. Before, yes. so our our listeners know Stacy. Um, and after and that, the next um, event is the first weekend in June. I'm going to be at Charlotte Yarn in Charlotte, North Carolina. Okay. And then a couple of weeks after that, I'll be at the Yarn Lounge in Richmond. And then in July, I'm I'm going to Newark, Delaware. I'm going to Philadelphia to Loop. Um, I've got Minneapolis in the works. I've got. Um, Orlando, Florida. Um, 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 yeah, you know, like, it's, it's like all Oklahoma and Minneapolis. It's kind of all East Coast. Um, right now. There's a possibility for Los Angeles okay. too. But yeah, most of it. The the East Coast, of course, is easier because a lot of right. times I can just take the train. Right. Like Philadelphia is a hop, skip, and a jump from Washington, so that's just a quick train right. ride. Very cool. So, yeah. well, we have listeners all over, so hopefully some of them will be able to to come out and meet you. I in hope person. so. Most so. of these places, I'll be teaching classes. So, oh, awesome! Yeah, is it the same that you did here at the Fling, pretty much? Um, I, or it's it's up to abbreviated. <laughs> it's up to the shop what they okay. want. Okay. Um, now, like in the Sealed with a Kiss Knit Out, I'm doing a heel on uh, a heel, a <laughs> class on heels, a class on toes, and the design class. If I remember correctly, <laughs> and then I think in I wish I could make it to that one. I just don't know how I can squeeze it in. That's going to be a lot so of fun, I think. And then I, you know, it's up to the shop what they want me to teach, what they think their clientele will like. I mean, I have the heels and toes class, or we can split it up: heels, toes, and then sock design. Okay. So it's it's a 
It's going to be a sock extravaganza. Oh, I want to go. I want to go. <laughs> you need to come to Missouri. You are in Missouri. I am in Missouri. <laughs> you need to come to Southwest Missouri. <laughs> That's not quite so far. <laughs> I don't know where but, I'm you at. Know, I, I do have that, that pesky day job. Oh, the pesky day job, yes. That, that pays the bills and keeps Lucy yes. and Catnip. Lucy so. and Catnip and the wild side salmon. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yeah, we have to do that. Um, is there anything that I know you've interviewed with people before, and, and I don't claim to be an excellent interviewer at all, so is there anything you want people to know about the book that you know you haven't been asked before? So this is this is your forum. Well, I am extremely gratified with the reception this book has gotten. Um, because I created it, I'm very subjective about it, but everybody who's taken a close look at it says, tells me that the technique section has mm -hmm. really helped them. There are techniques for toes, heels, and bind-offs, and they're step-by-step -step instructions with illustrations. And we worked really, really hard on that part of it, so I'm particularly pleased that people are finding that useful. Yeah, it's, it's fabulous. And I heard you talking to someone about how you um, like knit the pieces for the illustrations. Right. And it was a long, thing. long process to create <coughs> the illustrations because they were done for photographs. Mm -hmm. And we photographed every step of it, yeah. of me knitting it. And it's a matter of, okay, did we get a clear photo? You know, you take mm -hmm. five or six photos of each step, make sure the lighting is right, make sure my hands are positioned correctly. And incidentally, I had a broken thumbnail for every <laughs> photo, so I'm glad they didn't put the hands, hands in the photos. But, it, it, you know, it was, I don't know, I can't remember how many photos we took. Yeah. And then to go in and crop them and edit them and tie them to the text properly. and I mean, just, just a lot of logic. And, and then you actually had an illustrator. And then an illustrator yeah. took those photos. And she did an amazing job. I think of all the, those illustrations in the book, there were just a couple of them that needed a little tweaking mm -hmm. after I looked at them. So, and but the illustrator I understand was a knitter, so oh, that helped a lot. That helps a lot. That helps a lot. Yes. So, any advice to um, any of our listeners who might want to think about um, published getting published down the road, or um, you know, like just the process as far as getting in involved in the author It world. takes a lot longer than you think <laughs> <laughs> to create a book. Yeah. I mean, I was I was lucky I had an agent come and woo me. Yeah. And because... Well, that's just unheard of. So. Well, you know, and because I'm obedient and do what I'm told, he, you know, he came... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is funny, isn't it? <laughs> you know, he said, oh, you should write a book. And I said, oh, okay. Okay, I can you do know, that. You know, and that was the first book. He yeah. said, write a ch chapter and I'll shop it around. So I wrote a chapter and he shopped mm -hmm. it around and, you know, they said, okay, write a book. So I wrote yeah. a book. And then he started pestering me, you know, about doing another one, and Pottercraft came along and, right. you know, said they wanted a stock book, so everything just kind of fell into place. So cool. It is cool. It's so very cool. Who, so who would, whoever would have thunk it, you know? <laughs> it's amazing the, the turns that our lives take. That, it, know, it really is. It really is. Um, oh, before, okay, sliding away from the book here for, for a minute, because um, we'll, we'll wrap it up, but I wanted to ask you about your um, recent trip to, was it Minneapolis, or where the, the museum, the, the exhibit? The Boo exhibit. Yeah. That was, was it just amazing? That was amazing. 
I've long been because you, you're you're Swedish. I'm half Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. My father is Swedish, mm-hmm. and I've known about boohoo's knitting for a long time, and I have a very good friend who lives in Stockholm, and she went to some you know crafts and knitting event, and Sulve Gustafsson, who mm-hmm. has been recreating the kits, was right. there. And my friend Johanna told me, you have to get one of these. And she hooked me up with Sulvig. And when I got the kit with the translation, I realized Susanna Hansen, who is a well-known mm-hmm. teacher in the U.S., her website is one of Susanna's, right. had done the translation of it. And she's someone that I've known peripherally for you know a few years. Um, so I get to know Susanna a little better through the Boohoo's Knitting, and she very kindly sent me photos of Sulveg dyeing the yarns and oh gave me a lot of information yeah. about it that I posted on my blog. Right. And she was one of the people instrumental in bringing this exhibit to the United States, and she very kindly sent me a an invitation to the opening event, the VIP event. Yeah. So, and Sulveg came from Sweden for the event and one of the original Boohoo's designers, Kirsten Olsen, came and did a little talk about her inspirations for her design and it was it was just amazing. Okay. I mean I I <laughs> I flew out of Washington two days after the inauguration uh-huh. <laughs> which is you can imagine what the airport right. looked like. So that was True love of knitting. Yeah, I went to Minneapolis in January, which is also yes. But you got a lovely for. new like shearling coat, if I recall. Oh my goodness! I know you are a good doctor. I have a photograph. Every, memory as everybody, well, so. everybody in Minneapolis <laughs> thought I was insane because it was 15 below and I was outside mm. with no hat or gloves, going, <laughs> "Oh my God, I love this." Uh, I, <laughs> I'm with you. I am I like half the, Swedish. I like so. the, cool, the cool weather. Yeah. So well, I loved Minneapolis, and I'm so pleased I'm going to get to go back to yeah, do some classes be cool. there. And the exhibit, is that still running through May? You know mid- what? May? I'm not sure how long it's okay. right, but it's at the um, the Swedish Institute, the, okay. the castle there, so which is a very cool If we building. have any listeners who are up in that area, go see it before you know it's gone. Um, Definitely you know, worth a trip everything. there. So anyway, Wendy, thank you so much. Thank it's you. It's always a pleasure. I you. always I enjoy talking to you. So anyway, um, anyway, I will turn this off, and um, we'll continue on with the podcast. Thanks. Well, we hope you enjoyed our interview with Wendy Johnson and Tammy at the Spring Fling. And um, (laughs) we sure did, and we thank you very much, Wendy, for participating. Yes, thank you, Wendy. She's awesome. Yes, she is. And we do have a contest, uh, two things to give away. And, Tammy, why don't you tell everyone about those items? Yeah, well, we've talked a lot about um, Wendy's new book, um, Socks from the Toe Up, and um, Cookie A's new book, Sock Innovation. And I just happened to have um, some extra copies that I took to the fling um, with me and had autographed um, by Cookie and Wendy. So they were very graciously agreed to do that. And uh, we want to give them away. Yes, we do. So here's here's what we came up with with, with our idea, kind of kind of different. Um, we're we're going to use the random number generator um, to pick the winners. But here's here's what we want you to do. Um, we've been recording the podcast for a little bit over a year now, 
And um, it's one of those things that we don't ever think about. But um, if you'll go to iTunes, um, there's a place where you can actually go to the Knit Together podcast on iTunes and leave a review. Um, give us some feedback there. And it all, I think it also helps. Um, for others who are searching for podcasts, if they see more reviews, we had a few that were put out there um, in the very beginning. And if, if you were one of those, um, don't worry, we'll go ahead and count you as um, uh, entered in the contest. And if you want to leave another one now that we've recorded for over a year and get some updates, um, we'd appreciate that too. So um, that's what we'd like you to do. Yes, and um, like Tammy said, you don't have to um, leave a like a good comment you can tell us you know what you love and what you hate or what we could change because uh we would love to do some con- um changing of the podcast to meet the needs of our listeners so um yeah, and we're still we're working, working on technology, technology so, so yeah um, like the echo that just happened I will also post the details of how you can post a review for those who don't know how to do that I'll post them in the knit together forum on Ravelry so check that out and I will also include that in the show notes. Give you a couple of weeks to do that, and, and then the next um, podcast episode that comes out, we'll announce the winners. Yes, we will. All right, so stay tuned for our devotion. things about going to an event like the Spring Fling or a Fiber Festival or another knitting event, um, especially if it's completely new to you, is not knowing exactly what to expect. And even though you've planned some things out, plans have a way of changing. This was my second year at the Fling, like I said, and it was great to meet up with old friends from last year and make new friends. But even though I sort of knew what to expect, I was still a little bit uneasy because I was going alone. And, you know, you, you get insecure. What if people don't like me? You know, what if I don't have anyone to sit with at meals? What if I get lost? You know, what if, what if, what if? But about the only thing that I didn't question was whether or not I was going because my spot was reserved and it was paid for. And then when I got to St. Louis, you know, and got in there with my people, my fears disappeared and I was in knitter heaven. You know, we don't talk about it a lot on the podcast, but there's a real heaven a real place where those who have accepted Jesus will spend eternity with him. And like the spring fling, I know that I'm going. I just don't know when. But fortunately, unlike the spring fling, spots are not limited. Anyone who wants to go can, but not everyone will choose to go. And when we get there, it's going to be so much better than anything we could ever imagine. There's a great old song um, that says, Not the half has been told. And in 1 Corinthians 2.9, the Bible tells us, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And one of my favorite passages is found in John 14, um, 1 through 6. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God, trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me so that you may also so that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. 
And this is Jesus talking, of course. And then Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? Jesus answered, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So, while a weekend away spent entirely knitting and spinning now, um, maybe heaven on earth for us, just um, know in your hearts that the best is yet to come. That's really great. And uh, that reminds me of, like, my kids were saying that whenever I go to heaven, um, they said that we were I would probably be sitting on the cloud with my friends spinning the clouds. That's great. You know, I think because they were watching me with the with the big white balls of fiber, thinking they look like clouds and stuff. And so I was like, oh, that's so sweet, you know. So, but it is true, and we don't talk about that a lot on our podcast because um, we typically just try to be inspirational and um, you know speak in love and encouragement and stuff, but. uh, but that is really great. And if anyone else, if anyone has any questions about that who um, maybe isn't necessarily a Christian right now or doesn't think that they're a Christian, we'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. So um, just try to contact us one way or another, and we'll pray with you and answer any questions that you might have as best we can. So yep. um, also send us any praise reports or prayer requests that you have so that we can be praying for you. We're always praying for you. I have a long list. Here next to me, my little red very long list. I, I like to do it though. I really love to do it. So. It's a privilege. Thanks for listening, and um, don't forget to join us um, in person if you're in our area. Thursday nights in Springfield, and we're Monday nights in Carthage right now. So I'm going to um, take this time to go ahead and um, close this in prayer. Father God, we are so grateful that we can come to you with our needs because we know that you will answer in your time and in your way and you will comfort us. Father, we ask that you will lay your hand on um, a friend of Tammy's who has premature twins, these little innocent babies, Father, that are struggling right now, but you know it's best and we commit them to you, Father. We just ask that you will comfort the parents Um, and protect these little babies. Father, we also want to pray for Claudia and the loss of her mother that we just mentioned earlier. We know what it's like to um, lose a loved one, and we know that uh, while she grieves, she will need comfort of you and comfort of her friends and family as well. But, but Father, just uh, reveal yourself to her and um, just provide her with that comfort that she needs in the arms to go to. Um, Also, Tammy's friend, Belinda's, Lost her, uh, lost her father, and we just ask right now that you will comfort her in her time of need as well. Um, we had several other prayer requests that came through that we saw on Twitter actually become a wonderful prayer chain. And God, we just take this time right now to lift those prayer needs up to you. <clears throat> you know what is happening in these people's lives, and we know that you will take, you will stand up and listen to what their needs are, Father. And you will be there for them. So we just ask that you will continue to bless our podcast and our family. And we praise your name, God, and all that you have done for us, all the healings that you've already done, all of the miracles that you've performed that we've yet to even uh, begin to comprehend, Father. We also ask that you will um, protect our friend Dana. She continues to go through her chemotherapy treatment for her cancer. We just ask that you will heal her body, Father not only of the side effects of the treatments, but just heal her of this cancer and let her um, 
be let her be a testimony to what you can do, Father, and what prayer can do too. We ask that you will um, continue to bring people to us, Father, who have those needs, so that we can pray for them and and lift them up to you. We ask all of these things in your glorious name. Amen. 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 Yeah, it's, sorry, it's like I was going. To...